This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right. Let's be funny. Pump it up. Who wants a Girl Scout cookie? I'm going to have to break them open, I think. Which ones? Oh, I mean, is there a choice? It's it's all <laughs> it's all about the thin mints, right? I, I got to do thin mints, man. <laughs> I'm looking at these. I'm like, I'm starving. And I'm like, I shouldn't eat these. Yo. But I'm going to eat yo, them. I'm going to Jones. Oh, yo, God. smoothie. Hey. Hey, did they did they have huh. those in India by the way? Uh no, they had they didn't have samos samo they didn't have samoas but they were different kinds of samoas. They did have yeah. samo they, well they they there's samosas. like samosas that's what i mean. Yeah. Samosas. Yeah. Entire, entirely well, different yeah. foods. <laughs> that's, that's a different thing. That's an appetizer. They're not as sweet. They're not as sweet there. No. Weird. No. And they're, they're more triangular. potato. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, <laughs> and they're deep fried. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And they're savory. Yeah. But other than that they're, they're exactly, exactly like the same. spot on. And like they give me like mad diarrhea. It's weird. Well, you're, I think, you're, you're over that now, yes? Thanks. Yeah, yeah. All right, good, because I'm sitting Thank next God. to you. That could be t- something totally different that caused that. Oh, yeah. Well, we haven't talked to you since Eric Schwartz actually was the focus of the one. You want to go ahead and take okay, one? Yeah, I'm uh, going to talk for a second. Uh, guys, listen. This is what it sounds like when you eat a Thin Mint. Mm. Oh, That hasn't mm. been in the freezer, though, so it doesn't have that crisp kind of pop to it. I don't care. You guys do That's that? So good. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Is yeah. there another way? Well, there's the uh, way yeah. he's doing it. I just the, it. the wrong way. Yeah. I just did it camping style because oh, okay. I'm a man. <laughs> camping style. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just did it in the hot car. Well, we're all I gonna... can eat a thin mint. That's not refrigerated, homie. <laughs> what do you think about that? Because I'm a thug. Damn. Thug wow. life. Yep. Yeah. Uh it... <laughs> You, oh wow! You got your uh, you just got your merit badge for street ca- cred right yeah. there. Yeah. Well, door to door selling cookies, street <laughs> cred. Yeah, amen that. You know that's a, that's a, that's a suburban street cred you don't want to mess with. Oh yeah, you can't roam the streets of Sherman Oaks. Uh uh-uh. uh uh uh. <laughs> what what kind of signs do you throw in Sherman Oaks in um, the valley here? Oh my god! <laughs> well, oh, it's a Lululemon sale. <laughs> oh yeah, the Lululemon symbol. That's a good symbol. Yeah. And then I was—I'm from Thousand Oaks, actually. And yeah. That's, our our gang symbol was like the timeout. T O. T. Yeah. Timeout, like you know, in basketball. This oh, is, and with the O and yeah, in the other hand. T- yeah, like T O. <laughs> timeout. Stop hitting me. That was that was our our gang symbol. That was that was a symbol you threw up quite a bit. Uh, yes. Yeah. Schwartz, tell us about India because when we talked, we did our one on one. It was pre India. You pre-India. had. It was post-inoculations mm-hmm. and pre-India. By the way, have you ever traveled to Asia, Mikey? Uh, no, I've never been. No? Nope. Yeah, how far have you been, ever? Uh, Israel. All right. Definitely England, because you said bean. Well, I, I lived there for a while. Okay, I, I see, went, I, I knew it. I went to school there briefly. Okay, I bean. heard it. Bean. But, uh, um, that could have been Canada, too. Yeah, I've been there also. 
He said Zed. But uh, <laughs> but but you said you you after we posted that podcast, yeah. you said on Facebook that your perspective had changed entirely for sure. Because um, I, I said some things on the podcast that I went back and listened to it, and I go, that's not really fair of me to say about India now that I've been there because I, I got all these these shots and stuff and. And I really, honestly, like, I don't think I needed them. You know, like, you know. Well, we talked about how, you know, really nice hotel, really nice street, a block over, it's mm -hmm. poverty and people pooping in the street. I mean, that's that was our kind of initial, right. completely uneducated impression, because that's what we're told. And, by the way, we've all seen Slumdog, Slumdog Millionaire. Millionaire. Yes. <laughs> it does look like Slumdog Millionaire. Okay. And it's like a, a hodgepodge. It's like patchwork, man. There's like... Good stuff and and really bad stuff and and it's but honestly like you, if you want to get all poetical the beauty does shine through and there's character and there's and there's so much culture and the people couldn't be nicer I made some great friends and like really what I learned like you would think like oh you're going over there to do comedy is there comedy in India do they understand you it's as good of a comedy scene as any major U.S. city. Seriously? That's yeah. That's awesome. And the difference, the biggest difference between the, the comedians is like, you, if you would characterize a stereotype of an L.A. comic or a, a, an American comic, it's somebody who didn't want to become a, you know, a nine-to-fiver, and so they buck the system, and, and they want to get up at the crack of noon, and they, you know, the, it's this kind of maybe... Wait, a, I think I want to be a stand-up comic. Or Rick yeah. Dees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Wow. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reaching back for that one, but I like it. I'm on point, though, right? Uh, I like it, absolutely. <laughs> well, and, but if you look at an Indian, typical Indian comic, they've got a degree. They've got an engineering degree. Right. And they're like, they could be doing, they could be a doctor, but they're like, oh, I like stand-up. I'm going to, I won't go, I try to uh, do some stand-up comedy. So they're doing, so the club scene is good. The, yeah. The, they, they're on TV a lot. They get, they bring in crowds. They play in theaters. Yeah. I mean, has it gotten that far? We did two theaters. Well, I, was, I did six shows. Two of them were theaters and four of them were bar shows. And I will say about the, the audiences in India they are rabid comedy fans. Really? So you will go to a bar, like the bar shows that we did were, you know, one to 200 people. And, but these people weren't just there for your show. They were there all day from like two o'clock in the afternoon till 10 o'clock at night. They buy like a day pass. It was like a season lift pass. And they come to the show <laughs> and they would watch just our show, half hour break, our show, half hour break. And they didn't get tired of it. And wow. so no, um, you, we talked about no language barrier because obviously every other country in the world can speak English and, and we can barely speak <laughs> right. English. And um, Eric, Eric's Hindi is really, really Oh, my Hindi's yeah. off the chain. Yeah. But, but in terms of content, no disconnect. Yeah. I mean, well, you obviously altered a little bit what you do. Well, the, the, the thing you got to remember is like they don't have Mexicans there. Okay. So I'm like, I'm not going to do Mexican <laughs> jokes. They will. I mean, there's no border. Mexican people can't cross. That's my people. <laughs> and oh, then, it's going to happen. And then yeah. when they get there, they'll be like, why are you taking our jobs? And they'll be like, why are you taking our jobs? Why are you taking our jobs? Why are you taking our jobs? Uh, oh my God, it's a clash of ancient cultures <laughs> and, with the Jew as the, uh, I as the mediator. See, I want to yeah. see that movie. I totally want to see that yeah. movie. Yeah. And then, so I guess, so like they, there's certain things that you got to know, like they're not going to get because they don't have, you know, like we're not living in the same country. But for the most part, stuff that I do did translate. And, um, and what was awesome is that, like, I, you know, you go to a, a new place and there's like, you know, you're fish out of water. So they gave me an advantage. Uh, they have Gandhi on all their money. And I go, and you know, I'm bald with, with glasses. And I go, <laughs> man, I get here. There's pictures of me everywhere. I pull out a bill 
a dollar bill and they they just lost and the crowd it. goes oh, that's crazy awesome that's awesome yeah <laughs> the follow up joke to that would be you guys must really like Ben Kingsley that's the other <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well well that's that's amazing yeah, it was I I hope I get to go back it was really fun all right as as we have shown we have Eric Schwartz here and we have also Mikey Ambers yeah. blind, at Blind Reviews How and uh, anything life changing in the last month for you <laughs> um not uh not no, no. nothing to that. It, you know, it's been a very stable ride since I last snarked with y'all. All right. So yeah, I haven't been to India. I haven't gotten any inoculations. All right. Um, yeah, I think the last time I, since I've talked to Eric, the furthest I've gone is uh, the Central Coast, <laughs> and that's about it. Hey, happy Happy Valentine's happy Day, everybody! Happy Valentine's, everybody! Valentine's look at, look Day. at Schwartz's yeah. shirt there. Yeah, I'm wearing my uh, upside down heart. Yeah, ups- well, it's yes, upside down balls. Yes. Oh, is that what oh, that yeah. is? I thought the it's heart. like you're getting a hernia check. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's. Uh, <laughs> That's what but they I, don't usually use two hands. That's kind of this is my shirt that very I, delicate hands. That's, that's this is my shirt that I make. Yeah, from my it's my my joke that I do. I, I hold up the heart heart hands to everybody, mm, right? And then I go, you know what this is? It's the international symbol, and I have to flip it over for upside down balls. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I love it. And these Valentine's. are available where uh, EricSchwartzLive.com. And you put up a brilliant parody this week of oh. the, the the mistake that and this. I am shocked that nobody's, you know, really kind of addressed this pressing issue before. Yeah. But haven't we all had somebody in our life who refers to it as Valentine's? Oh, God, yeah. yes. Yeah? That's why I'm yes. saying it like that. I uh, Several years ago, I worked on a, a, a show uh, that was on the then HDNet uh, channel, which goes so, shows how long it goes back. Oh, and we wow. were, Yeah, it was, and it was... It was called Vegas Confessions, and basically it was taxicab confessions. But we were set up in in skyboxes in Vegas nightclubs, and it wasn't uh, it wasn't hidden cam. Everybody knew they were on camera. Yeah. And we were filming at one uh, club, I think it was at Caesars, and it was the day before Valentine's Day, uh, by coincidence, not by design. And we had this one character in who spoke for ten minutes talking about his craziest Vegas stories <laughs> that all happened on Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh my god! It was magic. Oh, I hate it. Oh, it was spectacularly bad. It, it does drive you crazy, though, doesn't it, Schwartz? It's because, like, I know why they do it. It's because it's a time of year. <laughs> but it's like, dude, it's a St. Valentine, and he's rolling in his grave right now. <laughs> he deserves respect. Well, I know people who get just as upset when yeah. we say daylight Savings. savings, savings time. Because it's oh, not. Really? It's supposed to be daylight saving time. Daylight saving. Yeah. But what about? I don't know which one of the year is daylight saving and which one. Why don't we call one daylight wasting time? <laughs> because, <laughs> like, I, I, one of them I we're saving, get, or it's nighttime savings yeah, time. I yeah. I do get. I mean, I've noticed that people have stopped using the standard, you know, Pacific Standard Time versus whatever it was because. Nobody knows which one is which and why. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, let's not get into that. We've gotten that. way off topic. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. But, but let's do talk the, about. Yeah. The video is uh, is Valentine's. It's called Valentine because uh, it, it talks about all the words that people say. Because I actually did. Uh, a girl said that to, to me from the audience. She goes, uh, I said something about Valentine's. She goes, and she said, Valentine's. I go, where? Oh, that's like one of my pet peeves. Where did you learn that in the library? <laughs> like it sounds. In February. <laughs> yeah. In feb- February. Yeah. Well, now, yeah. see, now I, I have to take issue with that because yeah. I, I grew up, say, in February. Me too. And I hear newscasters say February. And then I got get in the booth to do some voiceover once, and this very snooty woman from the East Coast was it. Um, I don't know what you're saying, but it's February. <laughs> there is an R in there. There's some that have just been changed. Like, prerogative is not the word. I never knew this. 
It's prerogative. Yeah, it's P-R-E. But and Bobby B- Brown, B- B- yeah. you know, you can't go back after that. <laughs> you can't go back after that. But the point of it being Valentine's is that we actually do have a big, supposedly romantic-ish movie that opened this weekend. And Mikey, that mm. speaks to you because you have been chomping at the bit to talk about, not that you've seen it. I'm oh, actually, no, I haven't seen it. It's no. actually champing at the bit. Is it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Are you going to correct yeah, every... It's going to be a semantic it show? Yeah, it's champing at the bit. Except it is acceptable to pronounce it champ. <laughs> yeah, I like it better. Right. Um, sounds better. Fifty Shades of Grey yes. opened on, what was it, Wednesday night? Something like that. And it goes wide today, I think. Yeah, was... that's right, so to speak. Yeah, well, it goes wide. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A, because we're out of Mercury retrograde and we're into high estrogen levels nationwide. <laughs> now, I don't know if we have any numbers yet on how this thing has been doing. We have conjectured in this room on the previous group casts that it's probably... Probably going to be big opening week. <laughs> Everything I say now sounds like a sexual innuendo. <laughs> it's, going is. To, it's going to be big over the weekend. Yeah. Uh, uh-huh. But then we'll become flaccid by, by next week. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting the sex guitar going. Um, so nice. by the time this actually is posted, maybe there will be more numbers. But right now, I'm trying to see if there's any... Um, they, uh, Box Office Mojo is estimating that it will op- that it opened to an eight point six million dollar uh, opening from Thursday night shows. Oh wow, that's a that's big number. Which would be big, I guess. That's an estimate, though. How much um, did this porno cost to make? <laughs> what is it like a thirty million dollar movie? Thirty million, million dollars. Like I don't, I don't it, know. It'd be this, spectacular if it made sixty nine million dollars. Oh, uh, that would be Fifty Shades of Black in the Black. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I don't know of anyone that actually wants to go see it. Oh, I do. I do believe that there are groups of women. You know, who have been organizing parties to kind of go see it together. It's it's kind of like that Sex in the City, uh, you know, opening weekend. Well, I've, just, I've already got my game plan. I just want to hang I'm, out at the exit. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm putting on a suit and a tie. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stand by the exits and watch the hordes of women come out and go, no, no, yes. Because <laughs> yes. they'll be looking, right? Oh, absolutely. Well, you know, you got 200 people, 200 women uh, in a theater coming out. All you need all is one. You, would, well, you only need one. You hope they're all worked up because the, obviously it's R-rated. It's going to be a hard R. There it is again. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Bum, yeah. But bum, it bum, certainly bum. isn't going to be uh, able to address the very extreme nature of what apparently the books were about. By the way, it's a $40 million budget, so it's going to make that back. Oh, right? yeah. it'll make it back this weekend. Yeah. But 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 is it going to satisfy the... Satisfy. the, the <laughs> You can't well, not be the, sexual. No, because it's got penetrating dialogue and, yeah. and a throbbing score and pulsating direction. <laughs> and ultimately, it's unsatisfying. Yeah, so yeah. What's, what's, uh, what does Blind Reviews think of Fifty Shades of Grey, well, the movie you have not seen the yet? The movie Mikey. I have not seen. Uh, the acting is limp. The story mm. is flaccid. The direction is soft. The dialogue is slack. Uh, slack. The climax is unsatisfying. Mm. And the safe word is avoid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care what it's about or if it's good or bad. I just love what it stands for, that it finally treats men like pieces of meat. Oh, yeah. You it's know? Been, yeah. Like, Actually, we've been sorely underrepresented we in really that capacity. Have. The reviews that are going into depth, <laughs> they're... <laughs> Just, uh, I can't avoid. I'm not even hey, trying. No, just insert any word. Yeah, insert. Insert. The the reviews that I've read that actually do try and give it, you know, its cinematic 
you know, point of view or whatever, have said that the ones that are slightly positive are happy with the female lead. Yeah, she's supposedly quite good. Apparently, he's he's uh, uh, he gives nothing. Yeah, he's just a he's just a lump. Uh, he's, uh, just, he's just a, a a bunch of abs. So apparently. I think you're yeah. on the right track there, Shorts. It's yeah. It's just it's just a hunk of man meat. Like if you can't get laid after this movie, it's your fault. That's true. You know what I mean? Because <laughs> women are obviously horny. Like that's what they're telling us. That they're th- this and, they and just between need- this and Magic Mike. Yeah, you know? and, and they just need to be opened up like the soft petals of a of a flower, and yeah. then tied up, and then apparently by an extremely wealthy man who has, uh, you know, a, a private jet, a private jet, and yeah. go, you know, private uh, lends money to God when he needs it. <laughs> and uh, I heard, I did hear one review from an Australian reviewer that's actually uh, getting a little traction out there in in the world. Um, that she said, "quote It was the worst movie I've ever seen." Oh wow! Yeah. wow. It's well, going to have the. I mean, the tra- I, it's certainly going to be. I mean, if you've, it, I have read. Like the first couple of pages of a sample of the book, because I was I was curious, and not even about the sex scenes. I was just like, I'm not even sure what this is about. I just keep hearing about it, and I keep hearing women talking about it. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to, and the the free sample on my Nook, you know, from Barnes and <laughs> Noble, didn't get as far as sex scenes anyway. But in the first few pages I read, I did. I can honestly say it's maybe some of the worst fucking writing. <laughs> I mean, just simplistic. Yeah. Like, if this was one of those things that a friend came to you and said, I started my own book. I'm going to self-publish my book. Would you read it and give a little blurb? And you would just grit your teeth and go, oh, okay. Well, didn't it start as, like, Twilight slash fiction? Yes. Yes. Wow. And, Which, it, and, and those books aren't exactly written at anything above a fourth grade level. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend's reading it, and she says that— Which, it, uh, Fifty Shades? Yeah, Fifty Shades. Yeah. And she, she can't wait to, like—she she hates it. Like, she wants to know what it's about. But uh, she said they keep—it's horribly written, and they keep using the same words, like, 15 times, like, this, like adjectives. I can't remember what the word is, but she said they use the word— <laughs> There's a limited universe yeah. of so words. So somebody needed a thesaurus? Yeah. It's like they— <laughs> Well, they she can use afford a, it now. I know. They use the same word like 15 times. Yeah. And you're like, can you uh, describe it another way? Yeah. I, I love how the uh, the uh, the uh, poster blurb for the uh, the movie, it's on all the posters right now, it's just a one-word question. It's curious, and my answer is no, not yeah, really. Not really. <laughs> uh, the, the ads I saw, the bus boards I saw, were basically the guy standing there with a tie. Over his, I just thought somebody was trying to sell me a, a monochromatic ties. Yeah. The, the men's warehouse is going, they're taking their ad uh, campaign in an entirely new direction. <laughs> but this thing did get <laughs> So much attention. It's been in every news report. It's been the topic of every daytime talk show, every entertainment show. It, it certainly has gotten its attention. And by the way, there is another movie that's actually opening this weekend that I do have, am curious about. I want to know if you guys have seen Kingsman, The Secret Service. I've not seen it. I actually am seeing it on, uh, I think, Wednesday of next week. I'm going to a screening of it. But the one thing I can say about Kingsman is I'm curious because it's... Uh, it's, it's based a, on a graphic novel, right? I, I, or a comic is, book type? Comic book type. It's Matthew Vaughn. It's kind of a throwback to those old uh, British spy movies in like Flint and stuff like that. But the one thing I have about this movie is I'm curious about is that I haven't seen ads for it for about six or seven months now. Yeah, it. I remember seeing uh, the trailer and during the summer. Well, they're obviously burying it, thinking this is the only place they have to dump. I mean, this is we are in the, the dog days, mm-hmm. and and although traditionally they do try and release something romantic-ish around Valentine's Day. Uh, they obviously don't have a lot of faith in Kingsman, but I've been hearing good things about it. It's got a 69% fresh rating right now. Fifty Shades, by the way, currently 30? a 28%. Oh, it went down. It's gone down a little well, bit. Well, uh, you know, it's got to be the uh, yin to Fifty Shades is yang in terms of release. <laughs> yeah. Because you've got one for the chicks and the guys that they're going to drag to it grudgingly, and then yeah. one for the teenage boys and stuff like they that. they got to have, like, they should have, like, a, a man movie 
that's exactly the same length that plays. Exa- I don't mean length, guys, but, <laughs> See, but now every word. I know. Now I'm thinking. Oh, even, I got even sh- traction. I was trying to figure yeah. out. Well, you could probably go. Yeah, though. traction. If you don't want to slip on the bed. <laughs> uh, but you know, I have skid pads down. Yeah, you have skid pads. Yeah. You know, like they need to have like the the, the like the holding tank for the guys yeah. at the movies. That, that's they, that's, that's what actually I think the name of the one of the other tank. movies that's opening this weekend. The Holding yeah. Tank. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's the subtitle to Hot Tub Time Machine too. The Holding Tank. Oh, the Holding Tank. Oh, okay, the that's, Holding Tank. That's next weekend. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and Oscars next weekend. Um, we'll, which we'll talk about next week when we get back together. Um, what else do we have going on? Uh, we promised we would do a little wrap up on the Grammy Awards, even though it seems to have died down a little bit. But the uh, especially the Kanye remarks mm. and Mikey, you said you had plenty to say about that. Well, the one person that I'm two people, one person I'm really, really pissed at over this whole thing mm. is frankly Beyonce, because all she has to do is publicly say, hey, Kanye, shut the fuck up. I can defend myself. Right. And the whole thing's dead. Right. And, or Jay-Z could stomp him. But either, <laughs> one of those two needs to step up and just tell him to shut the fuck up. That's true. It's uh, not his wonder, argument. Why does he have a dog in this fight? I wonder if Beyonce is just kind of sitting back going, I'm going to let him defend me because, you know, it's more yeah. attention on me. And also because it, it would, that would show discord in their camp, of the Rockefeller camp. You know, like Jay-Z, Beyonce, and Kanye. And, you know, they're, they're always doing collaborations and like they work together yeah and it's i don't know i i think yeah but now kanye they're talking about he and taylor swift are gonna work together. i mean he's just yeah. so full, he's so full of himself and so full of shit at the same time mm-hmm. that he is yeah. he's obviously just a he's a big walking pile of shit and, and, for, and i don't i don't mean that as 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 an artist because i do actually have some respect for the stuff that kanye has done i think it's pretty cool challenging stuff it's the moment he opens his mouth or presents himself on stage with with such sanctity for himself yeah and, and, and it's and there's not even a hint of self-awareness it, it, he's definitely putting himself up on the pedestal and then to defend somebody else um i mean for one i i, I just last week in this room i told people that that morning phase by beck was my favorite album last year I'm, so i am somebody who actually was really Yes, surprised, but also really pleased to see Beck get that kind of recognition for what I thought was a an astounding piece of work. Moving, beautiful, some of the best music he's ever made. Really? So I got no problem with him winning that, even though it might have been a surprise to other people. And, and the thing with Kanye is, and I, and I agree with you, as an artist and, and some of the stuff he's put out has been really exceptional stuff, whether he's produced it or it's been his own stuff. And when he first went down this, this, this arrogance path, you know, ten, <laughs> five, seven, eight years ago... I firmly believe that he was he had created a character that this was the character of Kanye West yeah. and this is what we were going to get. Well, that's what I and, wanted and, to believe, and, and, and I wanted to believe that. And, and for a long time, I just felt okay. He's playing. He's playing a character. You know, yeah. a lot of the gangster rappers play thug too, even though they're not necessarily. But now I actually think he absolutely one hundred percent believes his own shit. I got to I got to kind of play devil's advocate a little bit because you're the I suburban s- homeboy. Yeah, no, I see his point. Is what I'm is what I'm saying. I don't think is right what he did, but I see his point. And I mean, in terms of Beyonce's work being more uh, uh, worthy, I think what ultimately the message is the Grammys or any other award show do not matter to art. No, you know, what I mean, to art, to art. But then why is it so important to him that Beyonce didn't get one? Exactly. For business. And, you know, (laughs) for business, business and art are two different things. For art, he might personally feel that that Beyonce's album is better. Which I, I mean, to be honest with you, I love Beck. I like Beyonce. I, I do. You know, I feel like 
if I'm going to listen to one, it just on any given day, I probably would listen to the Beyonce one. Yeah, no, I just get that. It's, no, I relate to it more, and that's that's a matter of taste. Yeah. I, I I think that my difficulty with everything he said, and in the yeah. supposed backtracking that he did on Seacrest show this past week, which was the the least backtracking, backpedaling I've ever heard from anybody to say, that's not what I meant, here's what I meant to say, and oh, by the way, I'm still basically saying what I said, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, right. is, is the intimation that somebody else doesn't deserve it. That's, I, if it was yeah. just, if it was just, I, 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 I'm, I'm the biggest Beyonce fan, that, here's the reason why that should have won. But then to say that yeah. Beck should have given the award to her yeah, or that he had talked to other artists crazy. about giving the award to her. I mean, that's where he and, – and he admitted on Seacrest Show it was kind of like this, you know, once you get me going, I can't stop kind of thing. You just you, you flip a little switch with him and he'll just go. And he recognizes, I do believe, even though I think we all agree it's not a character. Yeah. You he, ain't got the answers, Larry. You ain't got the answers. <laughs> <laughs> but here's here's the thing. Here, here, here's here's my take on that. Is you know, he's welcome to think whatever he wants, and he's even welcome, you know, to do an yeah. interview on, on the red carpet or the after party, saying, "Hey, you know what? I would have liked Beyonce to win." But when he goes up on the stage at, in the moment, crazy. it's not about Beyonce; it's about Kanye. Yeah, even if that was a joke, which is a throwback to the MTV show that he did what, five years ago to yeah. Taylor Swift? I mean, even that is a certain element of arrogance of, oh, look at the funny little joke I'm going to play. But you still, you take away somebody else's moment mm-hmm. and you think that everybody's going to you know play along and think that's hilarious, but... And you it, make it all about yourself. Yeah. And by standing up for art, quote-unquote, he actually slapped art in the face. That's the thing I didn't like about it. Because right. everyone has their own opinions and their tastes, but you can't, you're not... The the uh, the you, oracle yeah. of art. Yeah, you, you are know? not the arbiter of taste for the rest of the world. How awesome would it have been if Beck had said, "You know what? I've been thinking about it. Kanye's right. Here you go, Beyonce." <laughs> oh, I, if I were Beck, I would be wishing Kanye won next year. Oh yeah, I've, you know, like I, I think everybody just as a joke and just to show him what it's like. I hope Kanye wins more Grammys. I'm a huge Kanye and then, fan. And then Beyonce goes up and, and says, then, no, I deserve this. Yeah, I deserve this. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's what's yeah. got to happen. Now, yeah. now, to your earlier point, Schwartz, yeah. I do agree with you. I, I I could give a shit about the Grammys most of the time. <laughs> right. I mean, I literally, I don't think I've sat down and watched the Grammy Awards for the last four years until this year because... Solely because I was I was so happy that they were giving Jeff Lynne some love. I, I loved ELO as a kid, and and they were doing these wacky pairings all night, old with the new. And they tend to try and do that with the Grammys. Uh, I mean, ACDC, holy crap! I was sitting there hoping the whole time that Angus Young, as he's doing his little you know one legged hop across, please don't break a hip, please don't break a hip. <laughs> I mean, I, those guys are old yeah. and um, and sounded fine. I mean, that was fine, but this kind of this this attempt for the Grammys to straddle that fence by pairing these people up is, is starting to get it's so tired to me. And, and, it's, and it's epitomized by this Tony Bennett, Lady Gaga thing, this project, this tour they're doing. Are people going to that? Um, Are people going to see that? I, I, I don't that's know. A tour. No that's, a tour. that's a tour. That's a tour. Yes, they're, really, they're, they're touring, touring together. I know. <laughs> see, see it, sounds, it sounds like it should be a Vegas show. I can see it, though. They both do play piano. And you know, <laughs> no, no, Tony right? Bennett does not play piano. He, he just doesn't? he just sings. He just oh. croons the tunes. 
No, ah. he's never played an instrument ever. Oh my god! I, I guess, guess I, who's the, who's the market for that? I, I just I don't I don't get it. Well, would would Tony well, Bennett, longtime Tony Bennett fans, want to go see Lady Gaga? And nope. would Lady Gaga's fans want to go see this kind of classic, you know, old school style of of songstressness? You just need <laughs> a lot of old is. older gay jazz fans. <laughs> <laughs> Are there enough of Are those in enough? the world? Flamboyant. Well, they're doing a world tour of Santa fans. Barbara, so maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. So, what else is going on in the world of well, uh, I, I, entertainment? Well, before we get, uh, get off Grammys, I, I actually didn't watch because a, I, I don't care, but also yeah. uh, more importantly and more to the point, Walking Dead returned. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And there was no fucking way in hell I was going to miss Walking Dead for anything. Well, you knew they, they do have this technology now where you can actually watch a show. Yeah, and blah, blah, a show. Blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. I know. Blah, I do blah, Jones blah. for that show. I'm like, uh, I want to watch that show. All right. Yeah. I, I, I am not a Walking Dead aficionado. And oh. I think, look, in due in part because I am a partner TV watcher. And so we have to, my wife and I have to find the middle ground. There are some things I watch alone. She checked out a Boardwalk Empire after the first few episodes. Too violent, too bloody. Didn't. Mm. Well, uh, she was. She was wrong. She was, and and that's fine. Yeah. I had. It's my thing. Uh, she totally hung with Breaking Bad somehow. Um, but I think that's because I don't know. It had a different tone with its violence. There was enough humor with it. I think she was able to hang with it, even though she closed her eyes a lot. <laughs> um, but Walking Dead is one that she not in a million years would she ever sit down and watch so i'm gonna have to start binge watching that and is it still worth it is yeah. it holding oh, up oh yeah fuck yeah it's actually, really yes it's this has been a strong season wow. the, thing, the thing i really love about it and i guess that the actors must hate about it is that unlike some other shows most shows a few exceptions like oz would be an exception and, and boardwalk empire would be an exception and a couple others is nobody is safe and, yeah. and that's what makes it real. So there's constant tension. There's constant tension. And, not, and, and you're not just talking about from brain-eating zombies. You're talking about just the internal from, politics, the world they absolutely. create. Absolutely. From each other, from, from these uh, roving gangs and, and uh, uh, other little uh, communities that have sprung up in, to try and survive. I mean, The Walking Dead is not... They're, when they call it The Walking Dead, they're not talking about the zombies. The Walking Dead are the living. Oh, oh that's deep, it, man! <laughs> Oh, I never noticed that. (laughs) That's my take. Oh, Mike, you just turned the show around for me. Oh, absolutely. You just gave me a whole other path to walk the walking dead on. You know, it's funny that you say that, and this is so not related, but I had one of those bonehead moments this morning. (laughs) Because I I canceled a dental appointment this morning. It has nothing to do with TV or the the walking dead. But I canceled this dental appointment this morning at um, the place I've been going to for a couple of years on Wilshire, near where I'm living now. Uh, Miracle Smile, and I and I hung oh up. God, that's horrible. Like, <laughs> and I well, looked, that sounds like a place in Parks and Recreation. And right? I looked at it, and I went, "Oh, Miracle Mile, <laughs> Smile." It's a dental. I mean, literally, it's been two years. I just figured that out. <laughs> so I had one of those. God, I'm so stupid. That is the most obvious, big ass, dumbass pun in the world mm-hmm. for a dental place, and that I haven't Miracle made fun. Smile. That's spectacular. By the I way, that. they're awesome. Okay. I, so uh, thumbs up for Miracle Smile and if anybody was in there. your kickback. All right, so, so Walking Dead has been able to sustain it, and it's, it's how not long the, do you think they can 
they can do it. Do we know how long that show's no, going to go? No, because it's based on a comic book that's still ongoing. I yeah. mean, you know, this is not to say that there, it hasn't had its peaks and valleys. There's There are long stretches of season two, which are kind of like watching uh, paint dry, mm. except not nearly as exciting. But Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, no, there's... Do you I, agree, Eric? I have always been into it, but I know some people, like, I, I think that's the There was a lot of talking about. dead, not a lot of walking dead at that yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, but, right. um, but, yeah, no, it's come back. Last season was really strong. This season has been has been very strong as well. Um, and again, because no one is safe and beloved characters can go at any moment and do, mm-hmm. I love it. It's, okay. it's, it's, it is appointment television. I think the only person who's safe is Rick. No, I think the only person because who's safe is... Because the story won't survive. I think, in all honesty, the only person who's safe is Carl. Oh. Because in the comic book series, from what I understand, and I guess we need to talk to our buddy Eric Caver about that because yeah. he, he knows he's the only one that like continues through the comic books and, ta- uh, and takes over okay. and all that. But mm. for the show wise, uh, yeah, I mean, he's, R- Rick is the main character. They're Are they following on. the thread of the story fairly closely to the graphic novel? Uh, not as or much as I understand. Title? I never followed the graphic novel, okay. so I can't speak to that. But from what I've read on you know various uh, you know sci-fi and typey websites, they they di- divert. They have a lot of the, most of the same characters. But the stories aren't necessarily in tandem. Now, as long as we're speaking about AMC, prior to the new half-season premiere or whatever the hell it was of Walking Dead, the first episode last week of Better Call Saul Mm -hmm. from the makers of Breaking Bad. I didn't catch it. Um, And I'm telling you what, episode one, and my wife and I, Charlotte was right next to me going, Oh my God, we're so in. We're so in. And, and I was like, you're right. Cool. Well, now let me ask you a question. I have never, and, and this is where I lose my geek card, mm-hmm. uh, I've not seen any of Breaking Bad. Okay. What I just, is I your did, problem? I didn't get I take on, back what I said about Walking Dead. I didn't get on board it. early enough. I envy you, Mike. I envy you. You know so, why? Because I get to now watch it? Yeah. Yeah, that's how I feel. And about you get people. to experience get to, it for the first time. Yeah, I know. Mm. That's how I feel people with The Wire, too. But uh, so... If I've never seen Breaking Bad, and mind you, I will binge through it this summer. I just need to get some space from it because I think I know too much about it. Mm-hmm. If I've never seen Breaking Bad, can I jump into Better Call Saul? Or is there too much parallel universe stuff there that I would miss some of those those subplots or characters um, or stuff like that? Well, there have only been two episodes, and I've only seen one of them. And there is a kind of joy of recognition factor because you are seeing some characters early on that you know what their fate is going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I, I think that Gilligan is bright enough and smart enough that he's Gilligan! Gonna... Sorry, I had to do that. <laughs> Little buddy! I'm sure he's only heard that about 17 <laughs> since, times since today. Since he was growing up. Um, I, I bet that you could probably watch Better Call Saul and... It, it, it's still going to be as impactful because they're not mm-hmm. hanging the whole series on the fact that you know what happens later. I wonder if going in and watching it chronologically in that respect might give me a different perspective on it. It would. It it, it actually would, because they start... Now, here's the thing. They started... The first episode of Better Call Saul starts essentially in present day. So you're seeing Saul after what we know happened to him in Breaking Bad. Okay. And then it goes back to prior to Breaking Bad. Interesting. So it'll take a while to explain why he's doing what he's doing, but but it's... Totally stands on its own because I was watching it maybe too much with that critical eye. I was going, how much do they rely on what we know and how much are they just going to make this good show? And about and other than, again, there's one character in particular, Mike, that he encounters that has a major part in the arc of Breaking Bad that you you don't quite know it yet in Better Call Saul how he's going to be involved and how he and, and Saul are going to end up together mm-hmm. uh, as you know partners in a way. But um, I think. I, I, I think it stands on its own, and I think if you watched it chronologically from there, 
it would be a very fascinating experience because then you'd be drawing in a different way. I, I think you could do it. All right. It's like Star Wars I Episode w- One. Oh, <laughs> wow. Exactly. See, now yeah. you've just opened exactly. my world. Exactly. Except, except that it's good, though, right? Yeah. Except it's good. Except okay. that Anakin Kid isn't in it. I, I'll, <laughs> I'll tell you, man, they catch the tone right away. The difference is uh, with Odenkirk as a lead, it's definitely got a more. Uh, and, and even that character of Saul is. A comic character. I mean, he was hilarious yeah, he was at Breaking funny. Bad. Right. Um, it's gonna. It, it, it. But it. It's kind of. It's, this is a strange parallel. Again, it's kind of like the way they created Frasier. If you watched Cheers and mm-hmm. you were go, who would you make a spinoff of? He's the last guy because he was obnoxious and whatever. And they found a way to kind of. Well, you know, modulate him enough to make him more palatable and still keep stay true to his to his arrogance and, and then all that. Surround him with crazier characters. Yes. So, so with Saul. We see him at a time when he's way desperate. He's tr- he's struggling, and he's got something that motivates him, similar to what the what Walter White is going through in Breaking Bad. Not the same, but similar. He's at a point in his life where he's desperate to make a change to survive because of something, and because okay. of people he cares about. I'm t- I'm getting chills just talking about it because Vince fucking Gilligan. <laughs> Is the smartest TV writer creator around? All he, right, from I'm in. episode one, it was like I want to watch this show. All right, I'm in. I is will, it really uh, Gilligan? Uh, it's yeah, it's not it, Gillian. No, no it's, it's Gilligan. Gilligan. Gilligan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I thought we were having another Valentine's moment. No. <laughs> okay. But Gillian Anderson is uh, in The Fall, okay. which is a really cool BBC show that you should watch. As okay. Well. And uh, they, they supposedly are bringing back the X Files. Uh, yes, were we going to talk about Brian Williams? Oh God, we yes. Should. I mean that was yeah. that was it's definitely on the agenda. Um, have we covered TV? I mean, if that's your topic, let's go for it. No, I let's just dig in. I just have an idea because we because we bad. got two major things this week. Oh. On in the same day, Brian Williams was suspended, and John Stewart announced he was. That's leaving exactly the Daily what Show. I was going to talk. And so yes. everybody wanted to have him just switch jobs, <laughs> yeah. which of course is ridiculous. Is that what you were going to say? Uh, no. <laughs> 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 no, it's a uh, it's a great idea, but of course it would never happen. Well, I think I know I kind of think it would never happen, but it just would take Brian Williams to be like, okay, I am I'm, I'm funny. He's he funny. Is funny. He is funny. No, he, he is. is. And just be like cuz I was looking at the the news coverage of Brian Williams getting uh, you know, ousted. And it's not fair because you know how a vested entrance is every other news network. It's like on CNN, it's on Fox News. It's not oh, yeah. fair. Oh, yeah. Be, yeah, Good Morning America covered it in like its first segment for three yeah. days in a row. Oh, absolutely. No, it was their opportunity. They crucified him. By the way, during sweeps, mm-hmm. oh, anybody yeah, notice? True. It was, uh, yeah, they've taken every advantage during sweeps to say the man who has the most highest rated and is considered the most credible news source on nightly TV, which, by the way, is not getting anywhere near the ratings that those shows did 10 years ago, but still, mm-hmm. still winning, right? He's been lying about something that involves veterans. I mean, they were they're yeah. playing it oh, up. Oh, absolutely. In the military, and he's... Now, I agree. I, 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 I understand the uproar. I don't think he needs to be yanked out of there forever. No, I don't, I think don't so. understand how a man... Reading the news, and admittedly, he also has editorial control over the stories that he's written. But I, I think it's one of those things where you, if you want to call it an art, you have to disconnect the the man from the job a little bit. And 
uh, is everybody suddenly not going to trust him when he's reading I, something off a teleprompter? You know what? I I I I wonder. I'm I I think maybe. In all mm. honesty, I mean, you know, in in my prior life before I got into the uh, wacky world of reality TV and doing radio before that, I was a journalist. Mm-hmm. And Me that's too. What, and that's what I was trained to do yep. is be a journalist and you live and die by your credibility, and especially when you're in a forum like like network news. But okay, it, it, in journalism school, maybe you were taught that. Yeah. In the modern world of journalism, is that still the case? Uh, and my point here's my point because a lot of people have been kind of coming out all of a sudden just because Brian Williams is a story is well he started to lose a lot of integrity because of his stuff he did with Jimmy Fallon and the you know wacky that but that's just the nature yeah. I think the the delicate balance he's been able to to cover is that he does have a sense of humor he can host Saturday Night Live he can poke fun at himself and then be able to switch over to be that other guy and have the gravitas. I think that's remarkable. Oh, I do too, yeah. and I, and I praise him for it. I, I the fact that he can turn on turn it on and turn it off and be 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 the Edward R. Murrow that we need or the Tom Brokaw that we need, and then be funny at the same time. It just makes him more human and makes and and that in turn gives him more credibility for sure. And so I guess the question is is if NBC decides to put him back on, the only the only thing that matters to them, in all honesty, is money. And if the people are going to watch him again, that means he's regained yeah. his credibility. Yeah, uh, it, it's a numbers game. Personally, I, I I don't know that he can come back from it. I can't I can't yeah. think of any other story like this. I mean, has anybody else gone through? Had, if it, well, Dan Rather went through something similar. It's the, but poking, uh, yeah, but that was but that was the, that was CBS News. Yeah. that that I mean, he read it and it wasn't vetted. But that was CBS but, News, and that, then but he took the fall. Yeah, I mean, this, but you're right. This is more personal. It's more Brian. But do you think he's going to come back? Let's just predict. I think I think if Maybe he doesn't cable, come back on on NBC, if he doesn't come back on NBC, he's going to have a job. I, yeah. I mean, I love him. Like he can't do. He can. Uh, he would have to do something really, really, really bad to for me to not like him. Yeah, you no, know? he'll come back in cable in some case because Rather he's, did too. Rather's doing cable stuff. Let as me well. ask this: If Brian Williams, if it hadn't been that story, if it had been he had cheated on his wife and lied about it, oh, nobody would have cared because ah. there, have been, there have been no because there have been rumors about other anchors, uh, spe- specifically morning anchors. Yeah, on a show that rhymes with hooray. Uh, <laughs> You're talking about Matt Lauer. Why are you why are you couching it? <laughs> uh, because <laughs> I don't want my name attached. Oh, to that. Okay, um, I said Matt Lauer. Yeah. Uh, that rumor's been around forever. Oh yeah, it's it, for, I'm just for curious. Years. It's just strange to me to see what gets here we are back to that word traction out there. And I think <laughs> you're right Schwartz. I think it's a matter of the other networks it's a feeding frenzy yeah. for them and they do it in the guise of a news story which and that and that's what kills me about this is that people are um, questioning his credibility, which admittedly he has done to himself. And then these other news outlets are hopping on that as, as this is a story we should report because yeah, we right. know it will do damage to a competitor. So they're embellishing because they don't need to put that much attention on it. They're embellishing just like he might have embellished something. You know, it, you know, it, they're, it, they're definitely playing it a lot, yeah. a lot harder than they should. And honestly, out of professional courtesy, they, I think they're, they're, they're doing themselves a disservice by doing that too. Now, yeah. having said that, I have haven't actually watched either network or local news probably in 15 years <laughs> and I, I am one of those people in that statistic you hear about i probably get more of my news information from places like the daily show mm-hmm. john stewart yeah. because i i know i'm getting a skewed perspective i know i'm getting a comic take and i know that he leans with a liberal stance on a lot of stuff I, i'm the first to admit that but he does too but yeah and, and it's also 
it's they probably have one of the most uh, diligent research staffs I have ever seen of any outlet in any form of mm-hmm. you know news or journalism. They, those people really do their homework. Oh yeah, no, they yeah. vet their stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. And so I did, I've been one of those people that I probably know more about what's going on in the news from the Daily Show than watching any other news report. Right. They do better news, even though it's funny. Yeah, I, I think uh, they agreed. do better news. So, so what would he do? What would John Stewart want to do? Because uh, you you gotta imagine. Have dinner with his family. <laughs> yeah. That's what he said. I, I mean, is that what he is that why he's retiring? Is he just doesn't want to do the show anymore? Well, I think he's that. I think he's pooped. I mean, it's got to be exhausting. That's a, that's a hard job, and he's doing it four days a week, and it is a long day. And I think he is he is not a guy that just goes in and read a teleprompter. Right, he yeah. is probably Hands working on. harder than Brian Williams is during the day because because yeah. you got to because think about it. If you were doing a newscast that you were the main editorial. You know, uh, supervisor. Oh, and by the way, you have to make it funny. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that's yeah. That's a so he and Colbert. I'm gonna. I mean, that block, that hour block. That's like in our lifetime, we've never seen anything quite like that. Oh, we no, haven't quality. seen. No, really, it's, just, yeah. like, it's or, crazy. And the satire, and I mean, the stuff that Colbert did, especially around the uh, campaign reform with mm. the super PAC stuff that he formed. Yeah. And, sh- and basically through what some of the funniest stuff I've ever seen showed the hypocrisy of how those rules mean nothing to yeah. people with big money trying to raise money for campaigns. And, and you know, we won freaking Peabody Awards and deserved every second of it. These are comedy shows. Yeah, and unfortunately the, the sad part is that they've affected absolutely no change but except for awareness. Those are shows that make but me... But there is one... I'm sorry for interrupting. But yeah. there is one show that does affect change that does that too, and that's Last Week Tonight with John Oliver, which is hilarious. Yeah. It is funnier, I think, than Daily Show and Colbert was. Really? I, I haven't I, seen it. I, haven't I, seen it. I, I think he was successful in carving out a very particular take for himself, and they they basically just kind of hone in. I mean, they only really have time for like two major stories Yeah, each they do. Episode. He does like a 17 or 18 minute piece. It's sort of like a 60 minutes style comedy piece, yeah, so it's long really? form delving into one particular topic. Ooh. And what, ooh. The, what? Would Comedy Central try and get John Oliver back That's to take over saying, the Daily yeah. Show? I think people are, yeah, I think that's been talked about for sure. I, I don't know that he'd want to, I, unless they let him do what he's doing now on, but he, on HBO. But, he, you know, when he did that fill-in for him, he nailed he was, it. Yeah, he did. He nailed it. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, no, no, I think that people he probably is, that? I'm probably, he's probably one of the top, have top to three. to talking to him about uh, I mean, the only other person that I can think of, I mean, we should brainstorm who we think would be good for that show, but, but Bill Maher. But I don't think he would do it. No. And I, don't, he I think would, he's he would, too. He's too. He's too polarizing. Way. He's too polarizing. Right? No, there's, it's going to need to be a, a, a younger take. But somebody. I mean, is yeah. there somebody already on the show now, like a Jason Jones, that people would buy I, into? I'd see. Well, since they're married, they're really and they're really and good Samantha together. B. Jason Jones, Samantha B. Co-anchoring. Yeah, the that could La- be hysterical. What was uh, Larry? Uh, who's the, they just gave him a new Larry show. Larry Wilmore. Yeah, Larry, Larry he took Wilmore. over for Colbert, okay. and that's good too. Is it? Yeah. It's it. You you see the rough edges. But from again from week one because he knows the tone and he he's a graduate of the Daily Show, uh, and what's excellent about it is that it does address race. I mean, it's very much kind of kind of what Camu, Kamal Kamu Bell, Kamal Kamal Bell. I think what they were trying to do and didn't quite get there. Um, they'll talk about other stuff in the news. They're not trying to duplicate what the Daily Show is, but. Um, Wilmore's smart, and that's that's good stuff too. And they have some of the same team there, so oh, okay. it's strong. It's definitely strong. I don't know if it's making the same waves. So yeah, but yeah, that's going to be interesting. What because uh, they're going to keep the brand going? Oh, they have to. Yeah, 
uh, they, it's a it's a money maker, and we're coming into an election too. That's that's. Oh, they, God, they've got it, and so they've got to find somebody who's super strong and get them comfortable yeah, in that chair just in advance man. of the election. Talk about some, talk about <clears throat> missing that one-two punch of, yeah. of Stewart and Colbert in the uh, same year. Yeah, those are shows that make me proud to be in comedy. You know, what I mean, like it ma- yeah. it gives a lot of prestige and to comedy even though that's not necessarily the comedy i do hold on honey yeah. we're in the snark monkey cage oh. doing the weekly podcast say hello to my wife everybody charla's on the phone hey charla hi charla isn't that exciting yeah now you're on the podcast dear are you excited yeah hi. it's uh mikey ambers and eric schwartz in the room with me hi oh eric i'm just so 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 into your your valentine's day <laughs> yeah sorry mike sorry mike i don't mean to take the spotlight no worries take it Oh, thank you. And, and you like Mikey, too, right? Yeah. I'm here also. Oh, I love Mikey. I live for Mikey's Facebook posts. Oh. oh. There we go. See? You both got a little love. I think Mikey could be the new host of The Daily Show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and by the way, just, just to... Just to just to confirm that I wasn't lying, uh, better call Saul. You were in from episode oh. one, right? Oh, my God. I'm already obsessed. It's only been one episode. All right. See, I just yep. I'm not making yep. stuff up. All right, I will call you later. Happy Valentine's, and he'll Happy be sure, Valentine's, and he'll be sure to pick up some milk on the way home. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, sweetie. For these Girl Scout cookies. All right. Wow. So she's a frequent caller, and that was a pretty <laughs> that was a pretty long time cool, listener, first yeah. time caller. Yeah, that was cool. How you got her on the air and stuff right out of your phone into your microphone. That was high tech. That was cool. Well, I didn't know what else to do. I know. I don't have a way of plugging it in. Uh, But I didn't want to ignore. Um, I mean, enough with the Fifty Shades of Grey references, okay? Plugging it in, enough. That's not even close. Not even (laughs) close. That is a bit of a reach. All right, what else we got? What else is going on on TV? Anything? Um, uh, Movies, music? I don't know whether I'm excited or completely... Blase about this Saturday Night Live special coming up on Sunday, the 40th anniversary. Oh, that's going to be cool! I'm excited. I am very excited. I, 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 I am. Uh, I, I am a dyed in the wool from day one of the first night of the first season. A complete SNL geek. I can tell you more about it than anybody I know. I have seen probably every episode of every season, good or really? bad. Yeah. Wow. Uh, wow. It's been a thing for me. It's just I. I hooked in from day one, and I've and I've. And I've also had this kind of unique opportunity to get to know people who've been on the show, like Gary Kroger, who's uh, – I'm going to repost that podcast this weekend. He's there. I know everybody who's been on the show has been invited to be a part of it. You've watched every episode? Oh, yeah. Uh, No, I'm I'm positive I've never missed an episode. We've got to start binge-watching this, dude. It's been on since 75. Yeah. (laughs) No. Well, I think what they're doing this weekend, I believe they are showing the very first episode. Oh, God. With the the Muppets? um, uh, were they on the first episode? They were the first season. Yeah, were they, they? Were, they were in the first season, yeah. The very first episode, if, and if you watch it, it's worth watching because you will, you will see, it's very clunky. What's really interesting is that they hadn't obviously found the form yet. George Carlin was the host. Mm-hmm. Wow. He, did, he did multiple stand-up bits throughout it. There are actually very few sketches. In the first season... There are more. It's kind of like what they're doing now with the viral videos and the and the pre-tape stuff. I'm, they actually did more pre-filmed pieces than they did live sketches. Oh, that's crazy. Wow. And many and, and there were like two or three musical numbers and musical acts that did numbers. So oh. there's the the actual kind of live comedy that it got to be known for was very sparse in the first few episodes until they kind of refined it. And you'll also see. Um, 
in the opening season, a very old man. There's the token old guy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, man, what is his name? Um, he's a recognizable... Uh, oh, man. Hold, let me look it up. Is he a cast member? He was He was considered not ready for primetime player in the first few shows. Oh, SNL. yeah. I've heard, I've heard um, about this guy. Cast. And, uh, and then he kind of disappeared because uh, they realized that... Um, he was too old. Well, that that it was funnier to have the other younger cast members dress up as uh, old people. Okay, um, and you would and you will know his face because he ended up appearing in a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, let me look it up. I'll cut this this crappy part out. Uh, uh, there was a BuzzFeed article somewhere along the way that uh, this week that ranked. Oh, that was uh, pulled from Rolling Stone. I think. Oh, was it? Yeah, and they ranked Belushi number one and Eddie Murphy number two. Okay, George Coe. All right, George Coe, yeah, I remember. And uh, here's his face. Let me see. Everybody, go Google it right now. Oh God! Oh yeah, 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 yeah. character yeah. actor, right? George yeah, yeah. Coe, absolutely. Lots of commercials, lots of stuff. Um, what is he best known for, according to IMDb? Uh, known for Kramer versus Kramer, Blind Date. Oh God! <laughs> Blake Edwards, <laughs> Kim Basinger. Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis comedy. <laughs> oh, I thought you meant he was on Blind And, and I believe John Larroquette. He plays Woodhouse and the Pope on Archer, the voice of... Uh, oh, all right. Well, he's in. And uh, He's on Archer. That's good enough for me. And he's been in a million things. Anyway, um, I'm, in, I'm excited about it. I'm a nerd. Yeah. I'm a geek. I love it. And it, they've just expanded it to like three and a half hours. Yeah, I know. It's going to be all night. Yeah. It's going to start what time? Uh, like two in the afternoon. Now. It's starting now. Oh, really? It's starting now? Um, I got to watch that. No, it's Sunday evening. A yeah. friend of mine. A friend of mine is a, a former cast member, Jeff Richards. He's going to go. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've, I've talked to Jeff too. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's invited. Yeah, Murphy's going to be there. Murphy's going to perform. It's the first really? time he stepped in that studio since the day he left. I and think. there, That's yeah, crazy. no, no, no. He 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 did he did guest host. Oh, he did. Yeah, he did. Um, uh, yes. Okay. Um, shortly after he left, but um, th- um. There, I, there was a picture somewhere of some people who were involved in sketch writing as well, including like Sarah Silverman, who was barely a blip. Yeah. I mean, actually, when you look at the list of the people who have been through those doors and you, the ones you've forgotten about, like Sarah, like Jay Moore, Jay Moore mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. Gilbert Gottfried on that horrible season, Anthony Michael Hall, <laughs> yes, Robert uh, Downey Jr. Whatever happened to him? I don't know. Wow! That yeah, a, that's Ben Stiller. Yeah, for ben a Stiller minute. and Mike Myers and were Janine both in, yeah, Janine Garofalo for a short time. It's really fascinating. I mean, the, the history of that show, and you guys know, I made my own version of Studio sixty. You know, before Studio sixty, I, I that's that whole dynamic to me is is fascinating. So, I, and and my kid has inherited that. I mean, I think part of him still wants to aspires to maybe be on that show one day. Wow. Because it's going to be around. I mean, they can't get rid of it, right? That's no, an as American long as Lauren's institution. There at, the, at, the, uh, at the brains, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm excited about that. What else? What else is going on? Because uh, we can wrap it up here. We actually probably need to. I did ask you guys, because it is Valentine's weekend, um, I wanted to know if you guys had, uh, movies in particular, because I, I think movies have the ability to really be I mean, they stick with people. I mean, uh, what's, um, you know, like Love Actually yeah. is one of those. It, it's a lot of women's favorite Christmas movie and romantic movie. Yeah. Um, do you have a, a movie that, mo- as guys, I mean, there's yeah. three men in here. Mm-hmm. Right. Is there a movie? We, we're not necessarily as sensitive. We're not necessarily as sentimental or weepy or whatever. I certainly know I have my teary-eyed moments. Yeah. Um, I'm a criminal. Yeah. <laughs> 
I don't cry. <laughs> uh, Look, if I want to cry at a movie, I'll watch Brian's song. I'm a man, damn oh, it. I know. I know, but that's a football that, movie. I know. And he had cancer. I know. You got to cry. Yeah, of course. Is there a romantic movie that comes to mind or one that you shared with a, uh, oh, a significant man. other? I'll tell you mine. Go, yeah, yeah, tell us. Yeah, I mean, and it's a movie I haven't thought of in a while, um, but it popped up somewhere, and I and I remember really, I, I want to go back and revisit this, and I don't hear people talking about this one, A Room with a View. Oh. Remember that? Yeah. It's a James Ivory, uh, it's an Ivory Merchant production. Um, Mid-90s-ish, right? Uh, no, 85. Oh, my God. Mm, I didn't see that. Helena Bonham Carter, uh, Maggie Smith is in it. Uh, who was the guy? Um, Julian Sands oh, played wow. George Emerson. It's based on uh, the book by E.M. Forrester. Uh, I just remember totally being swept up in that, and that's one of those that 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 absolutely gets me. I, uh, you know, I, I can't really think of one off the bat, but I will tell you about an experience. Uh, was that it was maybe like a month ago or something like that? I had some crazy bout of insomnia. So at two thirty in the morning, I get up out of bed and turn on the TV to one of the HBO channels. And for whatever reason, somewhere in time is on. Christopher oh, Reeve, G- uh, see now if we called Charlotte back, I bet that'd be the first and one. So I'm like, I remember watching this as a kid. My sister made me watch it, and like, all right, so I'll sit. And I got sucked in. Yeah. I mean, it is cheesy and bad, but I, I bought it. Yeah, um, I'm gonna say Saw Two. <laughs> uh, not because of any. The movie's horrible. Uh, I but can't watch it. Did stuff. you get lucky that I night? Got, yeah, I hooked up. And, uh, <laughs> Yeah, you know the what? movie was that. I couldn't watch the movie because I was scared of the movie so bad that I was like, hey, let's do something else. All right? I can't watch this stuff. And I, so, you know yeah. what? I, I, hooked, I, 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 hooked up, I hooked up with the date after we went to see a screening of Seven. Oh, God. Yeah, I can't watch the gory stuff. See, that's actually interesting. You know, you might have better luck at a horror movie than in yeah. Fifty Shades of Grey. Because yeah. if enough women are walking out going, oh, my God, it was nowhere near as good as the book. But if they're scared and they're all freaked out and they feel like that maybe... <laughs> I'm giving you guys tips. Why am I doing this? Uh, here's what Us Weekly calls uh, the 30 most romantic movies of all time. We'll scroll through them until we get sick of it. The Notebook at number one. No. I think a lot of women would, would probably agree with that. Yeah. Uh, when Harry Met Sally. Oh, oh that's, that's, a good that's a good one. That's actually yeah. really nice yeah. and funny. Yeah. And, and yeah. still holds up, actually. Um, I don't even recognize that. Uh, what is that movie? Which one? Is Napoleon Dynamite oh, on Love there? Actually. Love, uh, actually. Love Actually. Sure. Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I love uh, that movie. The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds? Oh. That's number four? Is that the one with Sandra Bullock? Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, Say Anything. I oh, that's think a good a, one. A lot of people uh, from that era will tout that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dear John. Nine, that Tatum. sounds like a breakup. Oh, Pretty Woman. Yeah. The, the, uh, I think the bloom yeah. is off the rose on that one. Haven't enough people recognized that the character that Julia Roberts plays in that is, is a whore? Is a, yes. And the, isn't it kind of, it, to me, Pretty Woman is becoming the kind of movie that Christopher Columbus became a, he, a, as a hero, American hero. It's like, yes. oh, yes. Yeah, by the way, he also made sure that an entire species uh, was devastated yeah. and Native Americans were killed and he was taken advantage of. So because that's how women act now, is that why. No, I woman. no, I think that the people are recognizing, uh, finally going. Oh, by the way, yeah, she was a she was a, whore. She was a prostitute, and uh, oh, okay, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall is in there. That's a cute one. That's really actually pretty funny, very funny. Yeah, uh, the wedding singer. I don't no. think yeah, so. Yeah, I could see it. A walk to remember. Oh. 
Pretty in Pink. Yeah. Uh, Just Married. Don't know uh, it. Ashton Kutcher. Okay, I'm out. Uh, oh, you yeah, know that's what? where he yeah he marries uh, Bernie Mac as his uh, is his is his uh, father-in-law. Yeah, Friends with Benefits. Okay, I'm gonna close Us Weekly. You are dead to me now. Oh, God. What about an affair to remember? That's another one Charlie would probably say. Cary oh. Grant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Deborah Carr. Yeah, the uh, Titanic. All right, there we go. I'm not even on that Somebody, list. Somebody gets probably in there somewhere. I just gave up. Um, well, whatever you may experience this weekend, I hope that it is uh, filled with love and hearts and Girl Scout cookies. Mm-hmm. Could you pass those? Yeah, here, over here. Good mint. Here you go. All right, you All right. Bring them off. Mike? No, I'll pass. No, Mike? Good. No? I got lunch waiting for me at the office. Shape and, it like a heart. And next week, we'll definitely be talking Oscars. We'll get our final predictions in. We'll kind of see how we feel about what's going to happen uh, with the big golden naked man statue well, next well, week. Well, so, let me just get this in. Since I'm not sure I can be here next week, I, I'm going to say mm-hmm. uh, that Eddie Redmayne will win Best Actor for three, really? for three reasons. Uh, he plays a beloved historical figure mm-hmm. with a disability mm-hmm. in a British period piece. That is the trifecta. All right. Kanye is going to try to intercept it. Be like, (laughs) yo, Sean Penn is way better. Michael Keaton. Should have, yeah. All right, Schwartz, can you wrap us up? Is there any kind of a current thing? Is there, um, can you wrap us out? Oh, wrap us out? Yeah. Check it. You listen to Smart Monkey. It's smooth E in the house. You're going to get funky. We're eating thin mints. You wish you had some. Hey, we talked about some good ones and some bad ones. We talked about some Valentines. It's Valentines. Can you get it through your he- stick? He's your head. You're a dime, but I can't hear when you say that. Hey, now we're going to have to play back the whole episode to edit a couple out. Hey, this is smooth E and I'm no, out. I'll just have faded out by okay. this point. Don't worry about it. Get a monkey, everybody. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.